Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep broadcasting. Go to 3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. G'day and welcome to Stick Together, Australia's only national radio show dedicated to workplace and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the studios at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally via the Community Radio Network. My name's Elena McMaster. Stick with us, we're heading north. It's election time in Queensland. With a strong team and a strong plan, let's deliver a stronger Queensland. Only the LNP can deliver this strong, strong, strong economic plan and we have a strong, strong team. Over to you, strong choices at White and the Sea. You're the leader of the Queensland Liberal Nats The biggest bunch of blood-sucking fat cats You didn't win the election, they lost And then you celebrate by cutting 40,000 jobs The Premier Campbell Newman's been coasting along on a wave of unpopularity since the Liberal National Party government took an axe to the public sector and revealed their privatisation ambitions. Queensland unionists are in fighting form, although still reeling from the tens of thousands of jobs lost during the Newman government's term and the countless services closed or outsourced. No part of the public sector remains unaffected. On the show this week, we hear from Beth Mole, Secretary of the Queensland Nurses Union, and from Alex Scott, Secretary of Public Sector Union Together Queensland. First up, though, we have a chat with Stuart Trail, organiser with the Electrical Trades Union and member of the Not For Sale campaign, to talk about asset leasing, what that means and what's being done to resist this privatisation by stealth. Uh, what we've seen from the LNP government is, um, is, is a procession of um, claims in relation to um, their privatisation agenda. First, it was, it was um, they were looking at private, um, wholesale privatisation, then after strong choices, when Tim Nichols, the treasurer, did the tour, they went back to a 49% privatisation of um, Powerlink, Energex and, uh, and Ergon Energy. Uh, but then, um, due to overwhelming uh, pushback on privatisation, dressed it up in a different form of asset leasing. So it's a 50-year lease with a 49-year option. Um, and in the absence of the detail, and this is the, the, the key part, is this treasurer who has spent hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Queensland taxpayers' dollars gearing these places up for privatisation, he fails to tell the, the Queensland people, not only fails, but refuses to tell the Queensland people the details of the asset lease. Um, on the basis of not having the details, we can only look at what happened in South Australia. And what happened in South Australia with the same lease option is over a very short period of time, approximately five to ten years, depending on the age of those assets, as they were replaced or worked on, they became the property of the um, of the leasee. So therefore, over instead of a, a sale, it's a sale by stealth. We're out and about uh, from Thursday Island, Mossman in North Queensland, throughout the Cape, uh, York, Cairns, Townsville, Mossman, Tully, Innisfail, 
um, all the way down the coast, out to St George, down to the Gold Coast, Coolangatta, campaigning as part of the Not For Sale campaign to try and educate people that these are our assets. They generate over $1.8 billion worth of uh, revenue to build schools, um, to help pay down the debt. And we, we uh, um, uh, welcome the ALP's policy um, in relation to uh, this election and how they're going to handle electricity. And we'll work with the Labor government, um, if they're elected, to, to minimise the amount of impacts on the front line because we believe that the front line staff are already at critical levels and any, any um, job reduction will largely be at the board level, at the CEO level and executive management level. And as um, Labor's already confirmed, that there'll be no force redundancies, which is in stark contrast to the LNP that want to privatise and want to rip the guts out of this industry for future generations. The Labor government arguably lost the last election because of yes. um, their privatisation of some state assets then, including parts of Queensland Rail. And, of course, you and um, the State Secretary Peter Simpson were expelled from the party for your strong opposi- opposition to that sale. It um, seems that a lot of Labor Party members agreed um, with that. So there's, there appears to be no mandate for this um, for the privatisation agenda, um, whether it's being pushed by either party. Where, where is this push continually coming from? Um, it's big business. And, and, um, and, and the scary thing, and a lot of Queensland punters don't realise, not only is it big business, um, but there is significant interest from foreign owners. You only have to have a look at who bought the South Australian and Victorian industry. It's Hong Kong companies, it's Chinese companies that came in and bought that industry and took those profits and took them offshore. $1.8 billion Queenslanders can't afford to lose that amount of money for future generations, and that's not one-off. That's into the future. So there's billions of dollars worth of ongoing revenue that's at risk under the LNP's policy. Yes, the last government um, made that mistake and paid a heavy price. But we've worked with a number of the, the Labor candidates. I'm in Kalanga at the moment, um, which is just north of Brisbane. And um, Kalanga... It's pretty much, if Kalanga falls and there's a uniform swing, uh, the LNP lose power. The candidate in Kalanga is a good friend of mine and is an ETU member and is an electricity industry delegate. So a grassroots delegate of our union is standing up because he opposes asset sales. So this is part of us rebuilding the Labor Party to have decent people in government to make sure that they never follow the same mistakes that the last government made. Just lastly, this privatisation program seems to have come from the Costello uh, audit yeah. done by the former treasure, former federal treasurer, Peter Costello. That's and cool. in that, he's um, also recommending privatisation of a whole range of government services and assets, including health, disability, um, support services and child protection services, for example. What would you say to people who think that this is just about electricity supply, distribution, transmission infrastructure? Queenslanders need to be very, very careful and need to think seriously about how they're going to vote over the next two weeks. This was a Premier that promised the public sector workers that they had nothing to fear before the last election, only to sack 20,000 of those workers within the first six months of of coming to power. Um, This is a government that will say whatever they have to say to get themselves elected. Um, And I'm sure in coming years that... The deals, the backdoor deals for development that have gone on under this government will be exposed for all to see 
and Queenslanders can't afford to lose these assets and they can't afford to have another three years of Campbell Newman and the LNP government who refused to listen after Redcliffe, refused to listen after Stafford. So this is your choice, Queensland. You've got one um, opportunity and what the not-for-sale campaign is clearly saying is if you want to vote to save your profitable public assets, put the LNP last and number every box. That was Stuart Trail, ETU Queensland organiser for the electricity supply industry. Stewie and the State Secretary Peter Simpson were expelled from the Labor Party back in 2011 for opposing the Bly government's sell-off of state assets, including Queensland Rail Freight. After successfully challenging their expulsion, they're now campaigning for the Labor Party to be re-elected. You're listening to Stick Together, all about workers' rights and social justice. Every week on the Community Radio Network. You're with Stick Together on National Community Radio and we're talking to Queensland Unionists about three years under Campbell Newman's LNP government and the looming election. Public health in Queensland has borne the brunt of Newman's attacks on the public sector with thousands of jobs lost and scores of health services shut down or privatised. We catch up with Secretary of the Queensland Nurses Union, Beth Mole, to hear about the issues for nurses and midwives and what the fight against privatisation looks like in public health. Well, it has been a pretty incredible um, ride for our members employed um, by Queensland Health. We've seen uh, close to 5,000 hospital and health jobs cut since 2012. Um, Of those, 1,800 full-time equivalent nursing and midwifery positions have been slashed by the Newman government. None of this was uh, telegraphed before uh, the last um, state election. Indeed, the government, uh, the opposition at the time, um, then said that there would be more nurses and and less red tape. Uh, But nothing um, could be further from the truth, actually. Exactly the opposites occurred. So our members, as I said, 1,800 full-time equivalent nursing and midwifery jobs have just uh, been slashed. But it hasn't only been uh, in the area of job cuts and, and loss of job security for our members that we've seen significant changes. We've also saw, you know, a wholesale privatisation agenda, which we've been successful in, in stopping to some extent. Uh, they were looking at privatising the upcoming Sunshine Coast University um, Hospital and uh, a community-based campaign that, that we uh, ran in opposition to that was successful in at least keeping clinical services um, being run publicly. But the the LNP government has been outsourcing a lot of current um, publicly provided services. The most recent round is in the area of various areas such as radiography, uh, pathology and pharmacy are areas it's looking to privatise, as well as non-clinical services like cleaning and catering and um, uh, and uh, and the like, those sorts of support services. They're really privatising uh, via a, a, a death of a thousand cuts, if you like, uh, by doing it via stealth. So we've seen a, a massive uh, lot of uh, job losses, attacks on um, working conditions as well through massive changes to the industrial relations um, legislation in Queensland, which has uh, made, for example, any provisions that we had about con- uh, job security um, in industrial instruments null and void, uh, as well as uh, uh, attacking you know, our um, members' rights uh, to have access 
to union officials in the workplace. So a huge raft of changes to industrial relations, as well as changes to workers' compensation legislation. As I've already said, job losses, attack on, on job security, and a privatisation agenda. So it's been a very, very um, full agenda that we've been dealing with in health over the last three years. Um, so the the Premier's made no secret of um, supporting the privatisation of public hospitals and this is something that's also been mooted in the um, the audit report by the the uh, former Federal Treasurer Peter Costello. Can you tell us what... So at the moment um, it, sound, it sounds as though privatisation of public hospitals is um, not on the table, um, but can you tell us about what privatisation means for workers um, in those health services, whether they're hospitals or community or um, aged care services or other health services, and what that actually means in terms of the um, provision of those services for patients and the ability of, of uh, workers to, to give good health care? Well, privatisation has happened in areas such as state government nursing homes. So that's aged care services that are provided by the state government. The state government's made it really clear that they want to get out of the job of providing public aged care services. So they have sold off a number of um, uh, public um, aged care facilities and they're looking to exit as many as they can when they've been able to. So they've already started doing that. Uh, For example, they sold off Yarrala Place nursing home in Miraburra and that was just in advance of the last federal election actually um, the, the week uh, before uh, before that election they uh, transferred provision to the private sector for that particular nursing home plus they've got rid of other aged care facilities such as Morton Bay nursing care a unit uh, far home in Kingaroy and also um, uh, even tied at Sandgate they've cut back some of the services there so they are getting out uh, of as many aged care uh, public um, service provision as they can what they're also doing though is they've stopped provision of public provided home and community care services a lot of the hospitals and health services have just stopped providing that. So what that means is that that's um, been transferred to the private sector and what that means is that generally there are fees incurred uh, by people who are seeking those services now. So either what's happened, we found, is that the services are no longer provided so there's a deficit there for the community or there's a fee incurred. So we're very concerned uh, about that. Um, they've also cut back service provision in areas such as um, you know, chronic disease, um, coordination. Uh, for example, the chronic diseases team at Mackay um, Hospital uh, was cut um, in, in 2012. So these are the nurses who are responsible for keeping well uh, people who've got chronic diseases are keeping them out of hospital and saving money in the long run. But the state government has thought that it's not their job to provide primary and preventative um, uh, sorts of health services. They believe that the federal government should be uh, funding that. So it's a very brutal way of stopping service provision. So we're really concerned not only the impact that these changes have had on our members in terms of their jobs and their job security with the job losses that have occurred, but also the cut to services to the community because someone always pays. They always pay for either the services no longer being available or for them being available uh, via the private system. And, and quite often we've noticed that there's, there's fees associated with those types of services that are provided by the, by the private system. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Beth, do you want to... I, I will have to stop recording soon because I want to... Um, I've got uh, quite a lot of material for this program because there's been so much going on in Queensland. 
as you but I, know. I would certainly certainly say that the, yeah. the major concern that we have right now is mm. the quality of care that it can be provided across all sectors. So that's a significant focus for us in this election campaign. Not only the services that are provided by Queensland Health, but in private facilities and aged care facilities across all of Queensland. That's our members' messages that they fear for the quality of care that they can deliver because now essentially the system is one that where the dollar bottom line rules supreme and they really do fear for the quality of care that they can deliver. So we are about to launch a long-term campaign based on uh, quality of care, having appropriate workload management and skill mix and that is through mandating minimum uh, nurse uh, and midwife to patient ratios uh, across um, all sectors. We believe this should start with Queensland Health Facilities um, and then be rolled out to private hospitals and to aged care services. No matter where people are cared for, they should have a minimum guarantee that they've got the uh, appropriate number of, of nurses and midwives to care for them safely. And this is going to be our campaign for the foreseeable future. It is just kicking off in the context of a state um, election campaign, but it is going to be a long-term campaign. That was Beth Mole, Secretary of the Queensland Nurses Union, talking about the jobs lost in public health in Queensland over the last two and a bit years, as well as the uh, services that have been shut down or privatised. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week, on the Community Radio Network. Now to dig into the overall state of the public sector in Queensland after one term of the Liberal National Party government and to explore some of the detail of the proposed privatisation program, we hear from Alex Scott, who's the Secretary of Together Queensland. Well, after this government got elected on the basis of the public service had nothing to fear from a uh, Campbell Newman government, we've seen uh, 14,000 jobs uh, go in the first 12 months and over 24,000 jobs go over the life of this government. Um, we've also seen dramatic attacks on workers' conditions, but um, a very large-scale program of contestability has now been established for rolling out after the next state election. So we've seen dramatic job cuts across the board. Um, primarily in the health system is, the, is a large area of cuts, but they occurred in almost every government department and every agency, uh, with forced retrenchments being the major um, process for that to occur. Uh, and we're now seeing that um, uh, the various government departments being established to, to moving towards a um, process of privatisation and, uh, and outsourcing um, post the next state election. Can you describe what that looks like uh, within uh, state governments, like what that privatisation program you expect it will actually look like? Well, while there's been a large focus on the asset sales in relation to uh, particularly electricity and ports, uh, what we know from the Costello report and a number of reports since then is that the government is seeking to uh, outsource and contract out uh, a range of social services, uh, both within the, the health system in terms of groups like pathology and radiography and pharmacy, um, but also in a range of other areas such as uh, corrective services, prioritisation of prisons, um, and in relation to the disability services as part of the NDS program, we'll see a whole-scale um, outsourcing of that work from state government areas with the loss of thousands of jobs, um, because what we know is with um, LNP's program in 
relation to privatisation, that's going to leave a large black hole in relation to future funding of other services um, with the loss of the um, dividends from um, the electricity and ports. Um, there's going to be a significant contraction in relation to an already small tax base for Queensland and that's going to mean that uh, the program of putting a range of government services out to being run by the private sector um, and, and therefore kind of contracting out that work currently done by public servants and public sector workers uh, within the health system primarily but across all other government agencies uh, means that uh, we've already seen some areas such as court recording go but like, there's been significant discussions internally within government around parts of the police service around some of the camera work and stuff, such like um, primarily around the, the disabilities areas, um, some of the child safety and protection areas, um, the correctional services and particularly the, the correctional centres that um, uh, are subject to significant um, pro programs for um, contracting out post the state election um, as well as um, a whole range of other areas, uh, smaller areas within, within government departments and government agencies as well as support staff within Queensland schools. Okay, so um, so the justification for the privatisation program, um, the government's the Newman government's claiming that it will raise $37 billion um, and that they'll use the bulk of that, so around $25 billion, to pay off government debts, um, including what they call what they um, call government-owned corporate debt. What, what does that actually mean? What's government-owned corporate debt? So the basic difference between the two parties is their definition of debt. Um, those debts which are run by government-owned corporations, they run basically like a business, but they return a dividend to the government and at the moment they kind of deliver almost $2 billion worth of dividends each year which are the profits from the electricity industry, the ports industry and, and some of the other statutory authorities. Those organisations carry debt uh, but they pay for that debt out of the general operations and then they make a profit and they return the profit to the state. And then there's other debt, um, which is the government general debt, which is debt that doesn't generate income. So if you're building a power station, you make money out of it, that's the kind of corporation debt. If you're building a school or a hospital, you don't make any money out of that, and that's the government debt. And the issue is about whether we should be judging the government the policies in relation to the total debt um, or the government-specific debt, um, which is for infrastructure that doesn't raise future revenue. So the government um, is focusing on winding down, using the process of privatisation, to wind down the debt of the companies they're selling um, but then looking at the total debt figure where the state opposition is talking about um, using the price the the dividends from the companies on a year-by-year -year basis to pay down the debt of their own companies, but also pay down the debt um, for infrastructure being kind of schools and things. So in a budgetary sense, there's a kind of that part of the budget which you use to pay your, your salary costs and the running, um, uh, running costs, and then there's the other part of the budget which is for infrastructure, uh, and that's traditionally been, um, in Queensland, been funded by, by debt that's then paid down. Mm -hmm. But there's large arguments between the government and the opposition about what is the debt definition of the budget, what is the definition of the debt, mm -hmm. um, and whether or not debt from a commercial company is a problem if it's being paid for by the com company as opposed to the definition of debt for building new roads and new and hospitals and schools which don't generate income for the state government. So the concern we have is that the privatisation of the electricity assets and ports will mean there's less money to pay for the day-to-day -day operations of the, of the, of, of the our hospitals, our schools and our other public sector services and that's where those cuts will then be used as an excuse to drive down uh, a process of, of outsourcing and contracting out 
Mm. Um, Privatisation, not in a legal sense, because it's not shifting assets, but shifting responsibility for services across to the private sector because of the black hole will be generated by the government losing the income from electricity and ports and other areas that will be subject to that kind of headline privatisation program. But those plans are part of the broader Costello report that's been accepted by the government, but they're not talking about them particularly in the lead-up to the state election, but they'll then say after the state election that they've got a mandate for everything that was in the Costello report. Sure. Uh, now, also, when I was looking at um, some of the figures, uh, I noticed that um, the Newman government saying that $2 billion of that money that they'll raise from asset leasing uh, will be used to pay off southeast Queensland uh, water debt to re- and they say this will reduce cost of living pressures by reducing water bills for people. I couldn't help noticing that that amount is equal more or less to what's already been paid in subsidies um, for the Abbott Point coal port expansion. Can you talk a little about the government's spending priorities during their term? Well, I think the big question is about how much the government will be subsidising, uh, particularly the coal industry part of this election campaign. They've said that the Adani mine clearly isn't financially viable, given most of the big banks aren't now willing to um, fund it, but given real questions about the future of, of that operation. Um, so the state government has said that they're going to step in and won't tell us how much, but it's between $800 billion potentially of subsidy to the coal um, to, to, to a coal mine that, that the private sector doesn't think should be funded based on the the major banks' decisions around the future of the coal industry and climate change and all those commercial decisions that they're making. So we really don't know in terms of this massive pork barrelling exercise the government's undertaking in what they're actually going to be spending the money on. Originally they said that they were going to spend the money uh, from these privatisation just to pay down debt, um, but their political problems were such that they've suddenly decided they need a very large war chest to pork barrel infrastructure programs across the across Queensland to try and win the next state election. So rather, where debt was a problem under Costello, now it's not so much of a problem. It's a sort of crisis that we have to sell everything, but it's not so much of a crisis we have to use the money for actually paying down the debt. So they're keeping back somewhere between 8 and $18 billion because they're not quite sure how much they're going to sell it for, and the figures change from, from week to week about how much they've got in their, in their kind of war chest for infrastructure spending. Um, but what that's then being done is going, going through and making announcements seat by seat about very large projects that the Queensland community can only have if they agree to sell off um, their existing assets. Um, and that's also their solution to the fact that we're losing jobs in Queensland. What they're looking at is a short-term sugar hit from the sale of the assets to have very large infrastructure projects for three years um, as a way of dealing with the, the unemployment that's occurred because when the public sector cuts happen, that stalled the economy across Queensland. Um, and we've got very, very significant areas such as Cairns and Townsville and Maribyrnong with, kind of uh, with very, very high un- uh, unemployment rates where other parts of the state are, are travelling much better. Um, but we're now seeing that the government is, is trying to use the privatisation program as an excuse for saying they've got a jobs program. That was Alex Scott, Secretary of Together Queensland. And Queenslanders head to the polls on the 31st of January. That's all we've got time for on the show this week. Thanks to our guests, Beth Mole, Stuart Trail and Alex Scott. And thanks, of course, to all of you for listening in. If you'd like to get in touch with us to tell us about any social justice and industrial struggles happening in your part of the country, or just to tell us what you reckon about the show, please shoot us an email at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. Give us a call on 03 9419 or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Stick Together is produced on Wurundjeri land at 3CR Studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally via the Community Radio Network to land stolen from Aboriginal people all over the country. 
We are grateful for financial support received from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Remember, if you miss the broadcast, you can listen to us streaming online for up to a week after broadcast, or you can download the podcast at 3cr.org.au. The theme music for Stick Together is Which Side Are You On, performed by the Glitterats. We'll go out with a song by Brizzy Band, Punksy and the Poison Pens, called the Campbell Newman Song. My name's Elena McMaster. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. You can find us at 3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online.